Well, good morning and happy Mother's Day. It's been a beautiful morning together already. All the moms look amazing, and we're so glad that you're here. And how precious are those babies? Oh, my goodness. I'm telling you what, our nursery's exploding, and there are babies everywhere, which is awesome. And for me, I just love it because I can love on all these babies and then give them back to the moms. And, you know, that season for me is done. So I'm like, here you go. Here's your baby back. But it's so precious to be together today on Mother's Day. And so we are in this series called Fresh Air. So this morning, I just want you to take a moment and just take a deep breath in with me. Let's all take a deep breath in together. Ready? Then let's blow it out. Let's take another deep breath. Ready? And let's blow it out. It just feels so great to get some fresh air into our lungs, right? It just feels good. There's just something about it. It's just a a calming that happens to your body when you take deep breaths in and and breathe it out and you just get a, a dose of oxygen right to your system and to to every part of your body it just it's invigorating too it's just so great there's so much benefit that comes from getting that fresh air into our bodies right and so that's what this series is all about we are talking about fresh air just getting that into ourselves spiritually just breathing in that fresh air and it's powerful it's powerful for us and so cuz we can get to a place in life where we kind of just get stagnant or we just don't know what to do next or we just get stuck and so we just we need some fresh air into our lives spiritually and so if you missed the last 2 weeks of this series I highly recommend that you go back and check those out on our website on our podcast check those messages out. They are powerful. And God is leading us somewhere as a church, and we want to stay together with that and hear all that God is doing. And so check those out. But today we're going to talk about something that I believe is an epidemic for us, and that's busyness. Busyness, the pace of our life, the lifestyle we choose to live, all the things that we choose to do that keep us so busy, right? The theme verse for this series is Deuteronomy 30, verse 19. It says, today I've given you the choice between life and death, between blessing and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. We can have this freshness in our life. We can choose life. We can choose that fresh air, but we can get so caught up in busyness, right? There's just busyness. People are always on the go, right? And I know there's a number of things that happen when we're on the go all the time. We can end up eating on the go, right? Grab our food and we eat. I am like a huge uh, culprit of this. I don't know if you are, but I am. To me, I'm like, I could sit at this table for 10 minutes and eat my breakfast or I could just take it with me in the car on my drive into work, and and then I'm not wasting extra time. And so that's what I choose to do. I, like, grab my food on the go. I've always got some little dish or plate, like, on the bottom of my car by the door. Like, I always have some kind of food there that that I've eaten on the go. Um, But that's me. I just, I'm, like, on the go, so I'm eating on the go, right? Sometimes we don't have enough time for family dinners or our calendars are just jam-packed, right? Just jammed one thing after the other after the other. And Pastor Aaron and I share a calendar, and so our calendar looks 
ridiculously busy because both of our things are on there. So every day there's like 15 to 20 things on the calendar every day. And one time one of my friends looked at my calendar in my phone and they were like, oh my goodness, this is crazy. There's not one empty day and there's like 20 things a day. And I said, I know, right? Like it was some amazing task and some amazing feat, right? Why? Why do we feel that way? Why do we feel like we're amazing if we can accomplish all that stuff and it's such a good thing? Because busyness is looked at like a badge of honor. Like if you're really busy, then you must be really successful. I don't know why we've gotten caught up into that. It's so much so that you see people now walking around with those Bluetooth speakers on all the time. And so when you encounter them, sometimes you're not sure if they're talking to you or if they're on their Bluetooth. Have you have you ever had that happen? I have had that happen numerous times. I've been in the grocery store, you know, getting my vegetables and all this. And all of a sudden somebody next to me is talking. Yeah, how are you doing? I'm doing. And I'm like, oh, I'm fine. And all of a sudden I realize, oh, yeah, wait a minute. They're on their Bluetooth. Okay. I've actually had this happen in the restroom. In the restroom. I know. It's crazy. I'm, I'm in the restroom, right? And next in the stall next to me, I hear somebody go, hi. And I'm like, hi? I wasn't sure we were starting conversations in the restroom now, but okay. Hi. You know, and then they're like, oh, well, you know, I've got to go do this and this and so and so. And I'm like, oh, they're not talking to me. They're on their phone, on the Bluetooth. And I'm going, what? We're in the restroom. It's crazy. I actually had a friend share a story with me recently of something similar. They were in the restroom and this person, they could tell they were on a call talking to somebody. And meanwhile, toilets are flushing, right? And then all of a sudden this person says, oh, hold on a second. I'm not at my desk. And then they flushed the toilet. What? I mean, what is this about? We just have to push, 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 and we can use every minute to, to find a way to accomplish more and do all this stuff. And it's crazy. It's crazy. Nobody looks back on their life and says, you know what? I wish I would have closed one more deal. I, I guess I wish I you know, would have spent more time on my Bluetooth and just closed more deals. Nobody's ever looking back on their life saying that. So we need some fresh air. We need to stop and catch our breath. And honestly, we need to stop giving a trophy to things in our life that shouldn't be winning. And busyness shouldn't be winning. And sometimes you say, well, you know, this is just God's will for me. I'm just supposed to be overwhelmed. I just have to do this. And so busyness becomes our purpose. And the enemy knows that if he can keep you busy, he can keep you distracted from God's purpose for your life. And the busyness actually becomes your purpose, and that's backwards. And for some of us, that busyness actually becomes a God in our life. And you just don't know who you are or what even to do if you're not busy. And so that's a problem. It's a big problem we're facing, and we want to be in control of everything in our life, and so we just have everything, and it keeps us so busy. It's all up to me, you know. i got to handle everything. I've got to do all of this. Well, I would ask you this morning, 
Who is really in control in your life? Because when we try to do it all, when we max ourselves out in our schedule and we live on the edge of busyness all the time, there are four things that can happen and they're not great. And the first one of those is the risk of sin increases. We get depleted and we get unstable and we are just go, 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 go. And we push ourselves to the edge and we get so tired from all that. And then guess what happens? Our guard goes down. And we just do the quickest, easiest thing. And a lot of times, it leads us to sin. In Luke 24, 34, it says, Watch out. Don't let your hearts be dulled by carousing and drunkenness and by the worries of this life. Don't let that day catch you unaware. So when you're tired and when you're worn out and you don't have the energy to stand strong, You don't have the strength to actually resist the temptation. And the enemy knows that. He knows you're dulled. He knows it's easier to come at you when you're living that busy life and pushing everything all the time. He knows, and that's when he wants to come. And honestly, most times we're actually unaware of what's happening when that's actually happening because we're so busy. The second thing that can happen is that our emotions get inconsistent. In Job 9.25, it says, My life passes more swiftly than a runner. It flees away without a glimpse of happiness. Fast pace can cause us to be impatient. If you're constantly going at this fast pace and you've got all this stuff to accomplish, and I don't know about you, but I'm a list person, and so I make myself a list. I got a list for that day, man, and I am going to get it done. No matter what it takes, that list is going to get crossed off. And you might be like me. And so you are fast paced. You are hit the ground running. You are going to get that list crossed off and you are going to go, 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 go. But a lot of times that can lead us to be impatient. And if somebody gets in our way or somebody takes too much time to talk to us about something, we can get impatient Impatience can lead us to anger, and it can just snowball from there. Living this busy life and pushing ourselves, it can lead us to inconsistent emotions, and maybe you find yourself having crying spells. I don't know about you, but I get those occasionally, and it's usually around the times I max myself out. I'll have a crying spell where I'll just cry about everything for no reason. And it's like, what is going on? I can't stop crying. I mean, I don't know if you've ever experienced that. Maybe some of you have, but maybe you're not one that experiences that, but maybe you're one that experiences that anger, that exploding anger, that when one thing happens, you just explode. Or maybe you're somebody who doesn't explode, but maybe you just stuff everything inside of you. So then on the inside, it's just turmoil, turmoil, and you just feel it. Maybe you have frustration, or maybe instead you disconnect from people. Those are inconsistent emotions that can come from living at a fast pace. We get caught up in our emotions, and honestly, they can lead us in the wrong direction. I know when my teenage 
boys, they're, now they're 15 and 17. I have three boys. The older two are 15 and 17. When they were little, I remember a time where I actually was on some medication for a little while, and I was experiencing insomnia, just really bad insomnia. And it, it had been weeks and weeks and weeks, and I was trying to figure out, you know, what was going on, why I couldn't sleep. But let me tell you that it made daily life very difficult. And I'm sure, I'm glad, my boys probably don't remember it, which is a good thing, but I was very emotional. I got to the point where I just didn't even feel like I could think straight. Little decisions were difficult. It was so hard for me. And one day I remember my husband came home from work and I was just like, I have to talk to you. And like, I was like, can you come sit down over here? And so we sat on the couch together and um, I was talking to him and I was like, I don't know what's going on, but I cannot function. I'm so tired from this insomnia. I cannot even function. I can't think. I just could hardly even do anything. And so I said, you know, I wonder if it has something to do with this medication. So I end up calling the doctor and sure enough, they're like, yeah, why don't you get off of it? That could very well be a side effect. And so I got off of it, and sure enough, the insomnia went away. But I'm telling you, during that season, I get it. I understand, like, it was so hard to even function, and I, I could just cry over anything. And so that happens to us when we push ourselves and we have a lack of sleep and all this, our emotions just get so inconsistent, Right? And some of you moms here this morning are saying, I don't take medication, but that's like me. I experience that all the time. And, and I get it. Some of you are new moms and, and you have young children. And so sleep is very rare. And so you're going, one day I'm going to sleep again. One day I'm going to you know, feel better. And one day I'm not going to cry so much. And one day, and I know new moms, you are there. If you're raising small children, you can feel this regularly. I get it. I understand. Mom life is busy, but it's a calling. It is busy, but it is a calling. Whether you're a stay-at-home mom or you're a working mom, it is a calling. The third thing that can happen when we are busy is we end up empty inside because we work we work so hard, right? We push and we strive and we go, go, go and push ourselves. For what? What are we chasing after? Because if you're chasing after worldly things, that's going to lead you empty. It says in Psalm 39.6, we're merely moving shadows and all our busy rushing ends in nothing. We heap up wealth not knowing who will spend it. So it's going to lead us to an empty life. All this pushing and pushing, if it's to gain wealth, if it's to gain worldly possessions, if it's to, to gain approval and acceptance, then it's for nothing. It tells us that in Scripture. It can even lead you to the place in life where you're burnt out. Because burnout isn't from how much activity we do. Burnout is from activities that have no purpose. We can do a lot of things if we're living with purpose and we're intentional. 
But when we're just doing stuff to be busy, it leads to an empty life. I know for those of you parents that stay at home with your kids, some, some days you may feel like this. You may feel like it's a waste. You may feel like, oh, all I'm doing is burping the babies and changing them and feeding, and, and I don't have adult conversation, and it just feels like I'm not doing anything. It's so hard. It's just endless, the same stuff over and over. And so when we're in those seasons as stay-at-home parents or raising our children, we don't always see the fruit of what we're doing. But you are doing, as a parent, you are doing what you're called to do. You're investing. You are raising the future generations. That's powerful. That's powerful. I had a number of years myself where I stayed at home with my two oldest boys. Honestly, in those times, I thought that's what I was going to do, so I stayed at home with them. And honestly, in those times, I look back and I remember thinking like, this is never going to end. I am going to be changing these diapers and wiping these noses and cleaning up after these two forever. Like, this is never going to end. And I remember just thinking that I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. I'm going to be wiping noses forever. Like, I just felt like it was just this never-ending cycle that I was in. And I couldn't see it then, but I can see it now. Those were important years. Those were important years that I was investing in my children. And now I see the rewards of it. I see what I invested had purpose because those boys are now living that out in their life. And thankfully, I had a wonderful mother in my life who was able to tell me, this is just a season. It's just a season. And in the time, you don't think about it, and you think it's going to last forever. And, but I can see the rewards of my investment now, today. It, it is incredible. And I often think, man, I don't, know, I don't know where these boys would be if I hadn't spent that time investing in them in those early years because of all the things that we're going to spend our life on, of all the things that we're going to take the time to do and to invest in, it should be something with internal impact because that brings us the fulfillment that we long for in our life, that eternal impact. That's what we long to have. And so raising our kids, investing in our marriages, leading other people to Jesus. That's where the purpose is. That's where we're going to feel fulfilled in our life instead of just being busy to feel important or because it makes us look better or it makes us look more successful. Investing in something with eternal impact gives us that purpose and fulfillment we want instead of being busy just to be busy, which leads to an empty life. The fourth thing that can happen when we are so busy is that we can't hear from God. It's not that he isn't speaking, because he is. He is speaking to us, but we have so much going on, and we're moving so fast in our lives that that we can't hear him. 
He is speaking to us, but we have made it so much so that we can't hear him. There's too much noise going on in our life. And so the one person that we actually need to hear from, we can't. Listen to what scripture tells tells us about what we need to do. In Psalm 46.10, it tells us, be still and know that I am God. Be still. I don't think we know how to be still and quiet. But I tell you what, we won't hear God to the level we want to hear from him unless we do this. And I want to challenge you this morning. I want to challenge you to challenge yourself to take time to just be still. Because it goes against everything in us. It goes against everything that we have been trained to do in life, which is to accomplish a lot and go, go, go and cross your list off and get everything you need to to get done. And so for us to actually just take time to actually just sit And be still with no sound, no music. We're not reading. We're not on our phones. There's no nothing, no distraction. Just complete silence. And we just sit. I challenge you. I want to challenge each and every one of you to try that this week. Try five minutes of complete stillness. It's going to feel like an hour. I guarantee you. I have done this purposefully in my life because I know how important it is and I know how I can get caught up in busyness. And so I know that I actually have to do this to pull away and to fight against that draw to just keep going. So I challenge you, try five minutes of complete stillness this week and just listen. And when you do five, then try 10. We don't stop enough to just listen. And we've got to do that Jesus was a great example of this in Scripture. In Mark 6.31, Jesus told his disciples, he said, let's go off by ourselves to a quiet place and rest a while. And this rest that Jesus is talking about is not just necessarily inactivity. Sure, they went and sat and did rest physically as well, but it's not just inactivity he's talking about. It's actually the status of our soul. Jesus was actually a really busy guy. If you read scripture and the the time that he was walking on the earth, he was busy. He always had somewhere to go. He always had someone to pray for. He always had people needing something from him. He was constantly traveling. He went all over the countryside and was going here and there all the time. He was on the go. And he had a limited amount of time with his disciples to train them up to carry this message and the church of God through. He had a limited amount of time to spend with them to train them up so that they could carry the message on. So he was a busy guy. Many times in scripture you hear him say, hey, let's go. Let's be quiet. Let's rest. And that's the status of of your soul because it's not that we can't try to accomplish a lot in our day. We absolutely can. And a lot of us are very high capacity people and we can do that. And there's nothing wrong with that. 
Jesus did that, and we can see that in Scripture. But what he is showing us is that by his examples, he's showing us, he's saying, stop for a moment. Come to the Father. Stop. Come to me. Rest in me. Get filled up. Breathe in the fresh air. Rest a minute. Be quiet. Sit in the stillness. Because he knows that if we do that, then we are ready to go out and accomplish all that he's called us to do. But a lot of us miss that part of being still. We miss that part of coming to the Father. And so we just go, 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 constant. And then we burn out. And we wonder, what's wrong? We miss the part of being still and coming to the Father because, honestly, that's the most important piece. That's the most important piece. We're letting the busyness of life burden us. and We are letting it lead us to an empty life. And we get to this place and we wonder what's wrong. But Jesus is telling us, he's saying, don't do that. There's a better way. Come to the Father. Come to me. And he tells us in Matthew 11, he tells us this exact thing. He says, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I'm humble and gentle at heart, a bear, and the burden I give is for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Jesus doesn't want us to be busy. He wants us to be broken, Being broken, if you're not sure what that means, it sounds like a terrible thing, but being broken, it means that you have come to the end of yourself. It means that you have realized that you cannot do this without God. That's what brokenness means. And busyness just leads us to depend on ourselves, but brokenness leads us to dependence on God. And brokenness isn't a place that we want to stay, but it is a tool to lead us to be desperate for God. So this morning, let's put our busyness aside and let's be desperate. Let's find rest in Jesus. When we're close to him, when we draw near to him, he takes our cares, he takes our concerns, he takes the pressures, he fills us up, he gives us the fresh air. And so instead of looking to our job or our possessions or activities to find our purpose and fulfillment, let's look to Jesus first. Let's look to him first. Instead of being desperate for more money, more accolades, and more accomplishments, let's be desperate for Jesus He should be first. It tells us in Matthew 6.33, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. The world is leading us to worship what provides. But as Christ followers, we should be seeking who provides. 
We should be seeking him first, spending time with him, praying, reading our Bible, spending time in worship, being still and quiet before him, seeking him first, looking to him for everything that we need. Seeking him first. And then when we do that, he handles everything else. So let's put our busyness aside. Let's seek God first. Let's breathe him in. He has fresh air for us this morning. And we want to be desperate for him over everything else. And so today as I close and as I say a prayer for us this morning, I'm going to ask you to take a step towards him. Because he's here and he wants to meet you right where you're at. But we can't just expect him to do all the work, right? We've got to take a step. We have to take a step towards him. We have to take a step to say, yes, I want this. And so that step for you today as I pray is for you to stand up on your feet. If you want to be desperate for God, I want you to stand on your feet. That is your step towards him this morning. And so you say, yes, I need this fresh air. Yes, I need to be desperate for God over everything else. Then stand on your feet. That is your step towards him this morning. And if you want to take another step towards him as well and show him your surrender towards him, you can lift your hands up right now. This is a sign of surrender to God, lifting your hands up. So lift your hands up to him right now. And Lord, we come before you right now. And we cry out to you in this place, God. We are desperate for you, and we declare that this morning. We want more of you. We're desperate for you. We long for your fresh air to come into us, God, spiritually, to refresh us, God, to just, God, just ignite our love and our passion for you over everything else, God. I pray that we would seek you above all, God, that we would not get caught up in the busyness of this life and running after accolades and accomplishments and money and possessions, God, but we would run after you with everything we have in us. And we declare this morning that we are desperate for you. So come and fill us right now in this place. Just breathe your fresh air into us, God. Let us feel you right now in this place and let us know that you are with us, God. Lord, I just pray that you would help us to be still and quiet before you and know that you alone are God. We release our control of everything in our life. We release that control to you. Just breathe your fresh air in us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.